Welcome to the Anchor Premier Podcast, where we aim to translate real estate into reality. We hope to educate and entertain and invite you into the conversation. Myself, Brian Cohen, and my co-hosts, Elliot McWhorter and Johnny Dugan. If you have a comment or an idea for a topic or interview, please leave it below. And don't forget to like and subscribe so that when new episodes come out, you're the first to know. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Anchor Premier Podcast, where every day we aim to to convert convert translate realty into reality. Yeah, I like translate. Yeah, translate. translate works good. <laughs> hey, if you have a uh, idea for how to do an intro and like maybe a <laughs> right. script, a, a script, yeah, or or you ha- do voiceovers professionally and yeah, you'd exactly. like to actually do the voiceover, we'd love yeah, to have a uh, have absolutely with uh, some intro music. Bring yeah. it in <laughs> the whole the whole nine. Uh, Sure. Crowd, call that crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing. Put it in the comments yeah. below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so today we're uh, uh, we realize we're not narcissists enough. Yep. Um, even though we do a podcast and just basically talk to ourselves, but um, um, we want to do a "Who are you?" kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, people tell us to get out there and let people see you and and hear your voice and who are you. Yeah, and in this business, truth be told, actually, we spent a good bit of time on our last podcast talking about being interviewed, and you know, people can go on see your online presence and get a sense of your chemistry and that kind of thing. I guess right. knowing a little bit about who we are and what we where we come from mm-hmm. uh, can also can also help. So that's what we're going to yeah. do. So we got the the basic dating questions that we're going to go over, and then uh, and then you know. See how we feel about yeah. it, and then probably talk about something silly like cars. How many kids do you want? You I know, want. where do you see yourself getting married? I'm at, I'm at, I'm at two kids, and two is seems just fine. <laughs> what size diamond ring two should I? Two, what do you require? <laughs> two and done counting. <laughs> um, awesome. Want to start so, us off? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll start us off. So, um, I was well, born and raised, born and raised in Maryland. Southern Maryland, which Southern is not Maryland. Baltimore. It's like a whole different world. And it's, uh, it's uh, a little it's place called West Virginia. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, Southern, Southern Maryland, uh, I lived there until I was 22. Um, but I got all my schooling there, so I can always blame them. Went to the mighty college of Charles County Community College, which is now the mighty, uh, they were screaming eagles. Now they're the mighty college of southern maryland so big time stuff and got wow. my got my associates in engineering uh there and then um moved on to uh bigger and brighter lights in tampa florida and i ended up uh working for uh as a contractor to special operations command down there and they pulled me in as like hey you're gonna work with robots and stuff this is back in the 1900s okay and then uh, <laughs> 9-11 happens, and everything military got real intense, of course. And, uh, and so I got to uh, be a part of that, and I got to deploy to a bunch of different parts in the world, working with uh, military operators, special forces uh, predominantly. And that was super rewarding. And along the way, um, I knew that real estate was going to be something that I was going to be just in for the rest of my life. It just, it's one of those things you don't, you, people say, well, why are you interested in real estate? I don't know. You know, why are you interested in football? I, I love it. I, what can I say? It's, it's just something that interests me. So, right. um, 
in 2005, I started an investment company with a partner and I bought a bunch of houses and some to flip and some to rent. And then I was, uh, I, my, my saying is I was driving my final nail in the final house I was going to flip and that popped the bubble. Mm, so yeah. I had all these real estate holdings that I felt great about on paper. I wasn't making a ton of money like monthly, but it felt good to be in the business and all those things. And mm. then 2008, nine, and it all evaporated quite quickly. Mm. Um, it made my career stronger because I had to go back to work. Mm. <laughs> um, so I got to do uh, the contracting for, you know, another decade. But um, the point there is, is that's really when I got into real estate. I've always been plugged into real estate ever since. And I knew that when I got out of contracting, and I did it for 20 some years, um, got to go to Afghanistan a couple times, uh, Philippines, Germany. Uh, so the military folks that happen to see or hear this know what's going on in all those places. And, um, that was all super cool. And most of these careers run their course right around 20 years. That's when you be, kind of become you're, you're, you're at an administrative level at some point and you're kind of pushing papers and it's cool to still be involved. Um, but to the, you know, the real hands-on involvement seemed to be fading. Mm -hmm. And so I knew at that point I was probably going to get out and go, you know, get into real estate or back into a more full-time real estate role. And then that's what I did. And kind of simultaneously, I moved uh, to Georgia. I had my Florida real estate license and then I moved to Georgia and got it here. And then, you know, launched this career uh, with mm -hmm. Anchor. So um, uh, I love the places I've been and lived and they're all beautiful. I love it here in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, I do have a family, a beautiful wife and two kids. And like I said, two, two in Dunn counting, <laughs> I think, <laughs> and um, two and four right now. And uh, it the, the notes I had written down were, um, you know, what are your favorite things to do outside of real estate? And two and four year old, that, that's kind of all I really have the uh, capability of handling. Um, I do have an a old classic car, 48 Dodge. I love the old cars. We were talking cars about that. Um, so those are, that's my hobby and uh, hobby is cars and, um, you know, craftsmanship, woodworking. I'd love to dive more into that. But again, that's a, uh, a time suck that I don't have with a young family. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's the synopsis uh, getting here. Yeah. Um, I love uh, the, 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 one of the greatest things about real estate is being able to, um, you know, exercise your creativity with your marketing, exercise your, uh, your service. Uh, I know you got a service oriented background too, um, to, you know, to other folks and your fellow countrymen. So mm. that's my wrap up. Yeah. Who, 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 good. who wants to go next? <laughs> huh? 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 I'll go. Sure. <laughs> Since I got like a abode to service. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I'll start with a family. I got I have a wife uh, named Megan who is awesome, and a little boy named Bear, <laughs> and he's two, and um, he's incredible. And so, like, I definitely and Elliot's got young kids. I'm not going to give his kids up either mm -hmm. until he does. But you know, it is it is an adventure, um, as well as it does definitely take time. But at the same time. I mean, so my old, my old career was, I, I was a firefighter paramedic for almost a decade. I, 
started school in like 2008 after doing sales and a bunch of other stuff that was very unfulfilling. And, um, and that was a way to serve because I felt like, you know, selling was a very self serving career. Um, it's actually, I think that kind of sentiment kind of plays into kind of what we were discussing earlier about, you know, we're not good about talking about ourselves because we're like, I would, I would say that the, the sentiment of that is like you're outward focused. I'm focused on, you know, serving the people that I can serve and, and helping people out and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that is kind of an interesting twist for us doing this today is because we don't naturally talk about ourselves, right. you know, this does not come naturally. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of like, I used to always say like whenever I met somebody who had been in the service for a long time, whether regardless of what the service was like public service or military service or whatever, if they were a little bit bitter, I just realized, you know, um, that servants don't also don't stand up for themselves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of just, just different for us. But, um, yeah. So, Love hanging out with my family, and luckily, this job gives gives me the opportunity to be present with my family and to do things that you know that maybe a traditional structure wouldn't necessarily afford you. Um, and you know, for me, it was being gone twenty four hours, and then getting home, dog tired because he hadn't slept. And then, you know, uh, trying to recover, spend some time doing all the things that you got to do and hanging out with your wife and all that kind of stuff this is before I had kids. And um, I I just I just realized, you know, I, I really, I enjoy parts of this job, but, like, I miss my kids already and I don't even have them, mm-hmm. you know. So, <laughs> I honestly, like, I spent a lot of time in prayer about it and I felt like, you know, that I had to do something and real estate was always something that was just, just really intriguing to me. Like I always grew up as somebody who would look at something and be like, man, we could make something out of that. Mm -hmm. And so I always saw myself as an investor or a developer. I didn't really ever see myself as somebody who, um, as somebody who served others, not, not so much, but like I always felt like, you know, my bi- my side was the building side, you know, like the building and creating side, not so much like the transactional side. And, you know, somebody just said, hey, I think you'd be really good at this. And we had had a little bit of success in real estate when we lived in Boston. We bought a off-market ju- condo just over the line between like super gentrified and starting to gentrify and maybe essentially I redid the inside and when we moved, we did great on it and it was kind of like reignited that, that, that bug in me that had been going for a long time. I too, um, gave a shot at, uh, at investing in, um, residential houses. Uh, I had one in DeKalb and that was in 2006 or 2007 and that, evaporated for me. <laughs> I always, it's funny you made that joke because I always say, uh, I started the recession <laughs> the moment that I put my sign in the ground. Yep, for exactly. sale? Oh, gah, gah, gah. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. I did that. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. My I bad. I really felt like I did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. 
is because it's like, oh, it's it's cool. Like if I can't sell it, I can rent it. Uh, Wrong. That's exactly. <laughs> no, I, I rented it out of desperation. Sorry to cut you off. No, I rented it out of desperation to someone who couldn't pay. Yeah. And then I ended up having to evict them sure. in the process of Ugh. trying to short sell because the market had crashed. So go, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I knew the risk that I took. I wasn't wasn't all like uh, shell shocked or nothing from it, but I definitely learned a lot. But at the same time, when you have that experience, you know, sometimes you gotta be like, eh, I think I'm probably gonna take a little while before I go do that again. Um, so, uh, that brought me into real estate 2000. I got my license in 2018, I think something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, just been getting after it since. So, so so full disclosure, you and I have known each other a little bit now, but I have to ask you this question. Is your son's name bear? I've always thought it was Barrett and you called him bear. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. I just, his name would be outright bear. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have a wife, okay. So she is like, okay, we can call him Bear, but he has to have a real name. <laughs> and she'd always say, oh, he has to have a real name in case he wants to be president. And I was like, well, first off, I wouldn't wish that on him. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think we want to set him up for failure and, and, like that. By the way, if Bear Cohen is a fine presidential name. There's no like, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. His his political. Status won't be affected with the first. Well, if anything, people not just, down here. Unless he's like a snowflake, which you know that could. He have a very strong name and a very weak constitution. <laughs> uh, yes, his real name is Barrett, um, but I don't ever. Really, I was always scared to don't ask. Don't ever really call him that. That's yeah. probably one of the hardest questions I have to ask people. Sure. Can you repeat your name, or can you spell your name? Sure. Like if you're texting somebody and you're like. Oh, I met her. Her name was Susie. And you're like, okay, it could be spelled with a Y or an IE. And you're like, uh, you got to have like, did I spell that right? Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, just jacking it all up completely. Cause the the name thing is like, so key. You're like, uh, I can't even get my name right. Yes. (laughs) He can't also can't spell. (laughs) How do you not know there's four Y's in Caitlin? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Although correct, yeah, I put it in the right way. That's right. Yeah, I totally spelled that right. And I also spelled Jones, S M I T H. But um, yeah, so a little bit more about me. Um, I, I love to, like, I'm a consummate entrepreneur, so I'm always kind of looking at, you know, different opportunities or trying to try things out on the side. Um, like, and that's normally consistent with things that I, I like, you know, like I, also specialize in commercial real estate. Um, I also, you know, enjoy like construction management and, you know, service and stuff, coaching, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's like a, I have a voracious appetite for adventure and Mm -hmm. a lot of times it manifests through like business or opportunity or just trying something. And what we say about this business a lot of times is, there's a lot of avenues of approach to be successful in real estate. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, you like these different things. Okay. Take those angles towards whatever it is you need to buy or sell or whatever. Yep. Um, and it's, yeah, I'm an analytic. I will crunch numbers all day. You can do that in this business where in your job, you have a job description and it might not let you be the creative and the analytic at the same time. Sure. Yeah. And so that's the, you can be successful and you don't have to do all of the stereotypical 
stuff. Real estate stuff. Yeah. Yep. And there's always like a manifestation that is probably going to be unique to you. Like, and also those things kind of play on each other. Like I like building things. So it gives me a somewhat of a understanding as to like how something's actually built and like the components that it takes to get mm. put together. I mean, I like problem solving so and strategizing. So it, it allows me to take an approach that might be a little different than somebody else who's like, you know, have house, must sell house. You know, mm. I'm kind of like, all right, well, what's the objective? How mm. do we achieve that? Here's 10 different ways to do it. Here's why we're going to do it this way, blah, blah, blah. And not to say that somebody who just, you know, doesn't strategize or doesn't strategize the way I am, I do is wrong. But I like the fact that I can take the things that I like and that I'm good at and mm. like marry them to what I do. Right. And it doesn't have to just be pigeonholed. Like if all you're doing is Dwight Schrute selling mm -hmm. paper, mm -hmm. you know, it's like paper, that's what you're selling. Mm -hmm. And maybe some printers once mm -hmm. you get bought by Sabre. Right. <laughs> but, Deep dive. After, but after that, sorry for the people Deep who don't like the office. office. But um, somebody, somebody is giggling their butt off. Yes. Yeah, the our one. Thank you to our our one listener. <laughs> yeah, hit the hit like and subscribe <laughs> right now. So yeah, um, that's a. I, th I think I've rambled enough. <laughs> All right, Elliot, give us your two cents. Elliot's been really excited about this part. Yes, he Just loves it. Super excited, <laughs> super excited. Uh, his so wife, his representative, couldn't be here to speak on his behalf. Uh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> My my uh, short brief synopsis is that I was uh, basically born and raised in in Georgia with a short hiatus in Florida, mm -hmm. uh, specifically Sarasota, yep. just south of Tampa. Yep. Mm. Uh, lived down there for I don't know maybe six years of my life from like three to seven or nine or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, but I I ended up finding myself in the um, the audio production world uh, by happenstance, really. I was in uh, the band at the church, playing every Sunday morning, smaller church. You know, my parents went there. Had a, it was all like a tight-knit family sort of thing. And uh, one day the pastor just comes up and says, hey, you look smart. Run the soundboard. Uh, okay. How often do you hear that? You, hey, hey, dude, you look smart. Hey, you're smart. Go figure it out. <laughs> Uh, but you said look smart. That's different. <laughs> right. So uh, no, I remember like reading the manual and it's got all these engineering terms in there. I'm going, I don't know what any of right. this is. I think I was 16 at the time or something. Uh, so I, you know, I kept doing that and actually ended up making a career out of it. Uh, sort of fell into my lap. So for six or so years of my life, I worked for myself just running sound for churches on Sundays and Wednesdays and whatever else was in between. Mm -hmm. And um, that that kept me going for, for years. And uh, I sort of felt that coming to a close. Ended up getting a, a regular job, uh, <laughs> which <laughs> traveled a lot. I enjoyed it, one. but, you know, with a wife and a, a newborn at home, she didn't enjoy it. So mm. she found me a new job and uh, I hated it. Mm. It was terrible. <laughs> Shout and out to yeah, the next employer no. who was watching. <laughs> 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 terrible. Awful. Know. Well, I, f I figured at the time, you know, I've always wanted to work for myself. I like working for myself. I'm a terrible employee. Mm. I like, I'm, a, I'm a bad employee. And to oh, be wow. quite frank, I don't really like working, you know, just working. <laughs> right. I like, I like 
doing projects and making things the, happen. The, the and, millennial of the group yeah, says, right, I'm a, I, I like getting fired after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for his own he's, he's written his, he's written his own. His, his I don't like working. Statement. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're looking for someone. Uh, yeah, no, I figured, I figured I could either go get another regular nine to five job or I could really step out and be the entrepreneur I've always wanted to be. And real estate seemed like the, it was just the likely choice, I guess, you know, it, it made sense. My mom was already in real estate, which is probably why I didn't get in real estate earlier Mm -hmm. because I don't want to do that. Mm. My mom's doing that. Mm. But, uh, I, I'd always been interested in architecture and homes. I mean, I'll, I'll drive around sometimes just look at homes. Mm -hmm. Nobody's, nobody's paying me to do that. You know, I just do it for fun. Mm. So it seemed like, well, that makes the most sense. I could, you know, understand finance better. I can understand the housing market better. I've wanted to be an investor too and have rental properties. So real estate made sense getting into it. Uh, it definitely gives you a lot, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, it gives you uh, gives you a lot of knowledge base. Uh, there's there's a lot that goes on in real estate, and it touches so many different areas of so many different markets uh, in in uh, in life in in the United States. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I got to talk about my family too. I have a family as well. Yeah. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, All right. Check the box. Next. Check the box. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I have I a got, family. I have a wife. Check. <laughs> We've been married. We just celebrated seven years. Nice. Wow. Uh, so yeah, we got, we got married young. I, I scooped her up young, and we started having kids young too because <laughs> I didn't want to. I wanted them out of the house quick, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I got two kids, uh, one year old son, and uh, a daughter who's she'll, she'll she'll be turning four in August. Three. So she's getting old now, mm-hmm. and she's four going on you know mm-hmm. fifteen. Mm-hmm. All that sass. She knows mm-hmm. what's up. Yeah. Daddy, knows, don't talk to me. She knows who's in charge. She, she said good. that to me one day. I'm like, baby, what are you doing? Daddy, don't don't talk to me right now. Just you sit there. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Who did yeah. you learn that from? Mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pro- probably. <laughs> probably. I learned it from watching you. Yeah, it was not me. I'm always, I'm the talkative one. It's my <laughs> wife. Don't talk to me. I'm tired. <clears throat> Leave me alone. So what I just learned is that you played something. And I did. What did you? Or what did do you play? What did do? I do did play guitar. Okay. Uh, I I've played guitar for oh god, fifteen years, seventeen years. Acoustic not, or electric? Which is your preference? Uh, I mean, electric's easier to play when you don't yeah. have calluses on your fingers True. anymore. Because I don't play anymore, so I'm not seventeen years good. Mm-hmm. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yes. I have guitars on my wall so that people know that mm-hmm. that you know what a G chord is. I right. know, <laughs> I know that this has strings and it <laughs> makes noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like, I love music. Yeah, music's great. Um, I love being involved in music. I mean, I still run sound on Sundays too because mm-hmm. I just I took a whole year off because uh, it I, I kind of felt burnt out from just doing it uh, for so long. And after a little while, I missed it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I'm I'm back in, um, and I I got I got a, a good friend of mine who who had a had a church. It's his dad's church. Great group of people. I mean, it, it's fun now. It's mm-hmm. not it's yeah. not work. So that's good. That's then that's why I took off a whole year. I didn't want to ruin it for myself. Audio is what I 
had stuck to the longest. I mean, I did it for like 15 years uh, or have up to this date done audio for 15 years. And I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be ruined yeah. by just working. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I got, I'm, I'm the technical guy. So I got pushed off of music, which is my, mm. I love music. Mm-hmm. I can do that all, all day. But I got pushed out of music mm-hmm. and into, be careful into what the technical at. audio world because I look smart. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> you look smart. Right. <laughs> go you figure go back it out. And blame that pastor. Uh, yeah. I could, but you know. <laughs> you said I looked smart. You yeah. lied to me. Brian, you play guitar. I see you as yeah. a. You don't even use a pick. Like, do you? Are you? Are you uh, a, I'm not. I'm probably like guy. Elliot, the uh, 15. Y- the 15 year novice mm-hmm. yeah the got one year of experience that i've taken 15 years to get mm-hmm. right uh I, when i played a lot i i was actually somewhat decent mm-hmm. um not great but i same don't really i'm actually playing tonight mm-hmm. and it's like the second time i've played in like three years so mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna get interesting what do you mean for sure playing tonight Oh, uh, we're having like a worship night at oh, church. Oh, cool. And the All right, gotcha. Worship so leader asked me to play guitar. Yeah, yeah. So nice. It's very embarrassing. And uh, <laughs> I'll be doing a lot of like single strums. A lot of tuning. I have I, I got a tune. Oh, I, I just sorry. really want to let the room sing right now. <laughs> exactly right. Well, I don't know what the notes are, <laughs> let alone what the words are. <laughs> I have yeah. a guitar. I love playing it. And I, I, just to be completely truthful, I picked up the guitar to to meet chicks, <laughs> and then I learned Margaritaville, and I learned Crash by Dave Matthews. Oh yeah! And those are the, all, apparently the only two I needed when I met my wife. There you go. <laughs> and the guitar's kind of been hanging up uh, ever since. Yep. <laughs> Elliot's played for fifteen years to get zero women. Uh, Johnny yeah, learned right. two songs. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Right. Uh, I would love to got think the it woman was in part because of the guitar, but certainly the motivating yeah. factor went uh, got put on the back burner. But uh, no, I mean, I would. It's one of those things. It's everybody who ever played guitar. When I said, "How do you learn to play guitar?" They said, "Just keep playing." It's the only thing. It's like yep. it's the only thing you can't get taught. You can't watch YouTube's. You can't. None of those. I mean, maybe a tip here yeah, or there, yeah, but at the end of the day, you just got to right? you yeah. got to put it. You just got to put it in the hours. You just gotta, but you know, like watching that stuff, you can get the structures and like. Yeah, oh, yeah, there are tips to be you know, to be stuff, had. Yeah, um, like, yeah, you probably learn how you're doing it wrong, you know, more than anything else. But yeah, um, you yeah. can't do it wrong, Johnny. It's music. It's art. Oh, God, thank you. There for is that. no wrong. Thank you for that. Yeah, friend of mine, friend of mine tried to I'm tell me that a play song crash. that I'm I wrote. A, I'm gonna come in here tomorrow and play Crash for wrong. I can play Crash right now. Somebody give me a guitar. I can't play that. That's easy. I'll teach you. It's, the, it's one of my four songs. <laughs> All right, that took to get Elliot. What's your biggest pet peeve? Oh, you know it. We all know it. What's my biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve in general has become my biggest pet peeve in real estate too. Nobody answers their phone. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody calls, calls back. <laughs> but this is not, and it's not just real estate either. No, this is in this life. Is, this is. I don't. I think it's from COVID. I yeah. think something happened after COVID. Maybe mm. the shortage of people working but you call your insurance company your health insurance company mm-hmm. you call anyone who's supposed to be working with you mm-hmm. you never hear from them and if you hear but if you hear back it's generally in a in a digital form so you're like hey i called i left you a message mm-hmm. and you'll get an email the next day hey i got your voicemail here's my response 
Yeah. If 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 you're that lucky, I don't even get. that. I'm with you though. I don't even. I get, I don't even get that. Right. I get nothing, <laughs> and then I have to follow up again. Right. Hey, I gave you a whole week to respond. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had like uh, uh, septic tank issues. I got it pumped. You know, somebody come out there and pump it's great because you know I'm going to pay him five hundred dollars. But now I want somebody to come look at it to give me a quote on fixing the drain field. Yeah, you can't. You can't get that. I've talked to like three people. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll come out. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Same with uh, lawn maintenance. It took me like two months to get a guy to come out to my house to do my lawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Let's press pause for two seconds because I'm pretty sure we're going to run out of video. No. You get to clap again. <laughs> Is it going again? Is yeah. It, is it rolling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The funny, the it's interesting because um, I'd never experienced anything like that until I went to Boston, yep. where you know there's like the I think the population density is like eight hundred eight thousand three hundred forty per square mile, whereas down Foot. here it's like <laughs> yeah, perfect, basically. <laughs> versus down here it's like. Uh, Hundred, mm-hmm. hundred twenty-five. Really? Maybe. Yeah. So, like, it was. Uh, I think I did the math one time. It where I lived in Boston was like point one percent population. Uh, sorry, downtown Atlanta was point one percent of the population density of where we lived. It was just. Well. It was a lot. Anyway, but so you you just the. Just the fact there's so many people in that little space mm. meant there was a there was a competition for every piece of property, every rental, uh, and anything that was associated with those things. Like, and if people be so busy, and it, what we've seen that right now, they're so busy that they don't can't really take the job. But if you'll pay them like an exorbitant amount, like I was talking to somebody the other day, he got quoted. $300,000 to frame a house just to frame the house. It was a 5,000 square foot house. Mm. So wow. it was a large house, but it was not. That's not right. huge. No. Like, uh, and he was, and they were like, this guy very obviously is busy enough mm. that he really doesn't want to do this job, but he can be incentivized to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and I've never seen that before. I lived up there, but it, it's becoming more and more commonplace everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I th- I I think it was COVID that kind of drove this this change. Which I've always said that I I don't think COVID necessarily caused any of these changes, but it just exacerbated and highlighted the problems that we were already just kind of living with. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah. But I think yeah, I mean, with as far as like the workforce now, nobody wants to work. Well, I don't think anyone wanted to work before. <laughs> right, but because of COVID, now it's like, yeah. well, shoot, now I don't really have to work, or you know, now I have a different option, or more people are on board with me, and now it's not just me who doesn't want to work. A lot of people don't want to work, or we're fed up with what we were getting paid. You know, I think a lot of people also like uh, chose to minimize their lives a little bit. Like, I don't need this fancy car. I don't need this fancy house. I'll just have a normal house and a normal car and I don't need to keep up with the Joneses and when people stop doing that like even like in Megan's world, the medical world where mm-hmm. you know essentially like 
you know, you the people always wanted to work. They mm-hmm. wanted to make as much money as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. Fast forward through COVID, they're like, yeah, I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm okay. I don't need to work six days a week. I'm, I'm okay with working three and having some time. And it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that utility delta changed significantly. Right. And But the funny thing is, is now it's it's normal versus people before that. Like if you valued your time, it was like, because you're wealthy or just because you're very well informed. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the work culture in America is from what I hear much different than a lot of other countries where we're mm-hmm. like, Nope, got to work, 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 work. Yeah. I think, uh, a lot of the Asian countries are sort of similar that mm-hmm. work, you know, six or seven <coughs> days a week right. and, yeah. and, you know, 10 to 14 hours a day. Yeah. But in Europe, you know, they'll, Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll be gone for a month and a half, and right. that's normal. Right, yeah. Europe, yeah. Europe you get a two-month vacation every year, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Six I'll months take of, that. Six months of mandated maternity leave. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, it's very, very, very different. And, I mean, I think in, in some ways it ha- that people having a balance has been healthy, but it definitely has changed how things are. It's, mm-hmm. if, you're, if people are only working three days a week then it's going to take two people to do six days of, of work and versus it used to only take one. Yep. Of course, that prob- person was probably highly unhealthy, very stressed out, mm-hmm. and, you know, undervalued themselves. But, you know, it's a whole other conversation. <laughs> Let's wrap things up. Let's do it. Yeah, Favorite? we went real sideways there with the words. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry. That's <laughs> Tangential condos. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, We can. All right, so we're going to wrap up with uh, Dream Car and your Dream Daily Driver. Because they wouldn't okay. be the same for me. Elliot, yes, you, well, yes, absolutely. Elliot, you're <coughs> you're okay. the aficionado. All right, dream, just dream car in general. Yep. Oh God, <coughs> McLaren F1. Yeah, Can't I mean that's wrong. a yeah. I, I couldn't couldn't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Or McLaren P1. I think a P1 would be pretty sweet too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You'd have to go with an F1 though. Yeah. Once I first saw the F one, it was like, "That's right. my car. Mm. I want that mm. one." Mm-hmm. Uh, but that would that would be a terrible daily driver. Yes. So yeah. I think I think if you know, you were to pick any daily driver, I think I'd have to pick a Bentley mm. Continental wow. GT. That is fancy. That you is a nice. That is a nice driver. selection. I think that would be that would be a really good daily driver. Mm-hmm. You got the best best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Extremely luxurious. Mm-hmm. But also, it comes in a V12, mm-hmm. so it's quick, it's sporty. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's unique. Yeah. I like that's yes, that is a good, yeah. excellent choice. That's those final offer or final. Yeah, <laughs> I like that yeah. final answer. That's good. B Ray. I mean, I've always been a Lamborghini guy. Oh, me um, Don't take my answer. I think I'd have to go a Lamborghini Huracan. Mm. Um, probably one of the special editions. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember which ones are which, but they're pretty incredible. Either that or uh, the Ferrari F48, 488 Piso, I think mm-hmm. that's what it's called. Oh, yeah, the 488 Piso. That's yeah. pretty... Pista. I saw one of those in uh, in Roswell, and I was just like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my dude. <laughs> 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 and, um, yeah, Daily Driver, I think... I mean... I love daily driving our Tesla. I think I would either get like a suit, the like top of the line Tesla, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like the S performance or something for a daily driver is 
um, Dream Burger Dialer. Model S Plaid. I don't really need the Plaid. I don't need to go that fast. Or um, make all your passengers be that, puke every time. You it'd be that uh, a a Tycon. Oh yeah. Or a uh, the Audi. Uh, e-tron GT. E-tron, e-tron GT. Yeah. E-tron. Go ahead. Yeah, one of those three. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kind of put well, me on the, the spot. The Taycan and the e-tron are yeah. it's well, the I same love, platform. I yeah. love the Panamera, and but I also love electric cars. So mm. like the, I think, I think for a daily driver, I think that would probably be the yeah. You, the, can't, the, you can't beat the, the acceleration of an electric car. Mm. No, it's so fun. It's so awesome. Yeah. All right, John. So they they say um, when you when you. Uh, want to show that you're making it, you get a Ferrari, but when you've made it, you get a Lamborghini. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I've always been a Lamborghini. I had the Lamborghini Countach picture on my mm. wall as a kid, mm-hmm. and I still want one. You and want? I understand they are beasts to drive. Like almost, like they're brutal. They beat I you up. They're hard yeah. to drive, horrible yeah. to drive. But I would love. I that's still my. Since you took. Uracon. I'm gonna. St- I'm gonna stick with the Coon. Oh, I'm gonna man. stick with the, the new Countach. And the, yeah, no, the the original Countach. The original from Countach. The, from yeah, the late 70s. Yeah, right? well, well, yeah. I think mid 80s incredible. for the me is when, is it, when it peaked. Built on the um, Aventador platform. <clears throat> oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And um, so, I mean, anything from that family, but um, that would have to be my dream car. And then, um, and the, the cool thing about that is, my wife's actually on board with that. Like, she knows that my life goal is to have a Lamborghini in the garage and. Somehow she's like, let's get you that Lamborghini. And, you know, we might have to put $50 a month away for, you know, you know, until yeah. we, you know. Until you're 97. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 and then Daily Driver, the I don't know enough about the Audi um, e-tron GT, but I've seen the commercials and they they crank my engine in the context of this conversation. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we talked about eight, uh, uh, brand new Audi RS7. I'm going to tell you why. Because the RS7 still has a hatchback, and mm-hmm. I can get real estate signs in that car. And so from a daily driver perspective, I know I can mm-hmm. still do my job and still like carry tools and a sign post and, and still run up to the Home Depot and carry something, you know, still throw a bag of gravel in the back. And then, but, you know, that still. Hurt, that hurts my heart to hear. <laughs> throwing gravel in the back. I don't like people eating in my car, let alone throwing well, like. So that's material. well. So I, I, I mean, it's behind the back. What anything behind the back seats? That's kind of open game. Well, you gotta get the trunk liner at least. Okay. okay. Yes, I'll get the custom get the, Audi. Get the trunk well, we know who's committed to their their job. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be like, sorry, I can't pick up that gravel no, no, because no, no, I drove no, the wrong car. The the <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Golf clubs sorry, don't. I drove the Lamborghini today. No uh, gravel pickup will be that's happening. Right. Too much room. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed this uh, this episode. <laughs> um, we we are uh, not good at the, the uh, talking about ourselves, and then the other part about this business. It's supposed to be about self promotion, and we're not good at that either. We're way behind on announcing our our closings and our sales, and sure. um, it's just it's 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 the funny part about this business where you can be really good at all the things, but if you're not good at the promotional part, which is part of why we have a team so we can promote together, you know, drive each other's, you know, promotions. But anyway, that's why we wanted to get this out. Um, You know, all the comments in the world, please uh, just not, just don't hurt our feelings. Um, Otherwise, for Elliot, Brian, and Johnny, we'll see you in about a week. Thanks, y'all.